I waited a couple of weeks before I got to talk about this film, only because I wanted to make sure everybody got to see it. I know that's probably not the case when it comes to my most recent entry before this being uh, that it was the Black Widow, but I want to talk about uh, the new entry in the DC animated universe. I just, I've talked about those films a couple of times on this podcast and this is just going to be another entry of many moving forward because I just love what they're doing with these films. I feel like this production team just has free range to do whatever they want and they make it work so well because they're able to officially, like, heart-to-heart follow every storyline to its most truest form. They've incorporated the Court of Owls. They've done Apocalypse War. They've done the death of Superman. They've just done so many fantastic storylines. And it's probably the better version of the DC Universe when it comes to what we have as far as DC films are concerned. So the film we're going to talk about today is The Batman The Long Halloween Part 1. Now this was released last month around uh, the end of June. I want to say like June 20th or something. And we have part two coming out at the end of this month, which is great because I'm really looking forward to it because of its cliffhanger ending. And of course, there's a cliffhanger ending because it says part one flat off the back. It says part one. You would have thought that they would have maybe saved that, but that's not what they do. They did the same thing with uh, The Dark Knight Returns, um, which were both fantastic films as well. Also part of the DC animated universe. You should check those out if you haven't. Uh, so this film was part of the, uh, the the revamping of the official universe. So they had about, I want to say 20 films that came out before this over the course of the last couple of years that were all connected. And they redid this universe with a Flashpoint event at the ending of Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. So this is the first official Batman film that's part of the official storyline that connects everything, that uh, that all the films are meant to connect. They had another Batman film come out at the beginning of the year. It's a bit of a dud. I didn't really like it, and that's that's easy for me to say because there aren't many of these animated films I don't like. And Batman, Son of the Dragon, or Soul of the Dragon, whatever it was called, at the beginning of this year that came out was one of those. That was a pretty bad film. I didn't really appreciate that film because of the quality of every film that they've made so far. It's like, that was really a dud. And this isn't a dud. This this is a great film that recreates, say, the Batman universe. It established a bunch of characters right off the bat. It's kind of taking a small playbook out of, say, year one Batman, which is basically what it's like when uh, Commissioner Gordon is just kind of getting the reins of being the head of the department. Then you have Batman, who's kind of learning how to be a detective, and all he really knows is, oh yeah, I'm big, I'm bad, and I can beat the crap out of a bunch of guys. So it's seeing them learn little by little, but also have established characters, such as um, Catwoman and Joker and Calendar Man and... um, uh, what's this guy who was in who's in the sewer? Uh, Solomon Grundy. Like it already has pre-established characters, 
set in its universe, so it's not a full origin like the recent Superman Man of Tomorrow film was, which was kind of introducing Superman into the universe. Batman is kind of established, but he's not at his full potential. Uh, this also has a fantastic uh, voice acting lineup. It's got Jensen Ankles, who we all know from uh, Supernatural, played Dean Winchester. He originally did a voiceover in uh, Batman Under the Red Hood, where he played the character of the Red Hood. And I remember him saying in an interview when he got the phone call from Disney, uh, not Disney, from DC, uh, he was expecting it to be him, to have him reprise his character of the Red Hood. And so he was already prepared to say yes, and they told him it was the Batman role, and he was super excited, because anybody who's part of the Supernatural fandom know that that's a long-running joke that Jensen Ankles is Batman, <laughs> or Dean Winchester is Batman. So it's great to see him finally take up the official role. I hope he's playing this role moving forward, and he's going to be the Batman voice actor, because they pretty, they're pretty good at keeping all the same voice, act, voice actors moving throughout. Uh, each film. The unfortunate part is that there is uh, an actress. Her name is Naya Rivera. Uh, a lot of people may know her from her roles. I believe she was on um, Glee, if I'm not mistaken. She She's a big um, singer, but I don't think it's the fact that she's um, a, 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 just a singer, but I believe like, she's a singer in these particular shows. Uh, she's been on other things, uh, including... Uh, Bernie Mac show and Family Matters. I think she starred in a Step Up film, maybe. Maybe one of the more recent ones that I haven't seen. Uh, but I, I do know that she was very, very popular in Glee. I remember reading that. And it's unfortunate, but she passed away in a tragic boating accident just before the film was finished. She did all of her initial voice acting and... They were in the process of doing all the animations and stuff, and she died in a tragic boating accident last year. So it's very unfortunate for her. My condolences go out to her family, her fan base. Uh, it is unfortunate uh, because she does play the role very well. I know she was very popular, and she was very young. So it's very sad to see that she's not going to be reprising the role or any role, and what happened to her was very tragic. Uh, so let's get off of that for a second. Let's also talk about some of the other voice acting. We have, uh, Josh Duhamel, which a lot of people may know if you saw his face. Most recently, he played, uh, the Utopian in, um, um, Jupiter's Legacy? Jupiter something. The one, the, the, the superhero show that was on Netflix that got canceled. He was in that show. You probably recognize him from a bunch of other movies and whatnot. He does, um, he plays Harvey Dent in this film. Uh, there's also a lot of other voice acting from the from the past coming back. Troy Baker comes back and reprises his role as uh, the Joker. Then you have um, some other actors that you might recognize, like Jack Quaid. Uh, he plays um, uh, Falcone's nephew or son. And that's the guy who plays the little weakling dude in the uh, the boy show on Amazon. He does some voice acting. There's who else is a, a consistent one? Who else is somebody who's coming back? I feel like I've seen the name David 
Dash Machine before. The voice of the Calendar Man. Titus Welliver. Uh, you might know him because he was in that show uh, on um, Amazon, Bosch. That actor, you probably recognize him if you're thinking about that. Uh, Billy Burke's coming back. Billy Burke has done a lot of voice acting. So there's, there's a really good cast of voice acting in this film. And the storyline is basically, like I said, it takes a little bit away from the idea of uh, year one Batman, where essentially they're kind of coming up. But there's also a bunch of murders happening on holidays. So it goes through, it starts on Halloween, that's why it's called The Long Halloween, and I'm sure it'll probably end on the Halloween that happens a year later. So it goes through uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and then it ends. So the next one coming up will probably take place on, like, say, uh, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, 4th of July, and then it'll go right back to Halloween. That's what I'm assuming that part two is going to take place on. So it's Batman trying to figure that out, and he's got a bunch of suspects, and he's trying to go down the line to see who it is that's doing it. And, of course, the Joker gets involved, but it's not the Joker, and the Joker wants to kill whoever it is that's doing these killings because he's taking the he's taking the, the, the shine off of the Joker by doing these killings that's taking the Batman's attention. So that that's a pretty funny storyline. Um, Harvey Dent isn't Two-Face yet. They do tease it a little bit, so I'm thinking the second part will probably get a full Two-Face involvement, but Harvey Dent is essentially still just Harvey Dent, you know, DA district attorney of Gotham. So the cliffhanger ending is that after Batman goes through everybody and he assumes he finds the killer, who he finds to be the killer isn't the killer, and then it ends with that, you know, to be continued. So... It's nice that it's showing more of the detective angle of Batman while still recreating Batman for the new universe because I feel like even the previous films that they did was a lot more about the action and the storyline than really about the development of Batman in and of itself. Like, those stories basically kind of just were like, okay, here's Batman. And now I think they've learned, okay, they know we do this well. These films are popular. We make three or four of them a year. I think we can take a step back and actually pre-establish certain characters now. So like the um the Justice the Justice Society film that came out um not too long ago, I want to say back in March cuz Batman Soul of the Dragon was I think January, a couple of months later was Justice Society, then there's meant to be this one, then there's meant to be uh the second part of the Long Halloween. So Justice Society kind of established the Flash then you have Batman, Man, uh, Superman, Man of Tomorrow is reestablishing Superman. So these films are going to reestablish Batman, and they're starting from scratch. They're not just giving us a film like they did with the last round that just introduced everybody and just here's all the characters. And that's essentially how this that universe started. It started with Justice League War, where all these superheroes just kind of met each other. So this one is now going to lead into the the new era which is a recreation of the universe after the flashpoint and we're now getting more 
uh, more in depth with the characters, and we're getting better, not better quality, but I would say a little bit of a better design to what the animation is giving us. You got to remember this: this is at least forty films deep that they've been doing this. So every film besides the last four has been in one style of animation, basically looking like almost a cartoon kind of, you know. Uh, Nickelodeon, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kind of feel, and these new ones have a little bit more digital-esque to it. They kind of look a little bit more clean, almost on a kind of like, uh, if you've ever watched the show Archer, kind of on that basis. And the 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 path they're taking t- for me I feel is going to lead into something really really good because I really have very high, not even just expectations, I just have I know that these films hit a certain quality that official live-action DC films don't ever go near. And that's just from experience. When I tell you out of 40-some-odd films, maybe I don't like three, including one of the more recent versions of the reboot, that, that, that should be something that's indicated that it's something worthwhile. And I know I'm not the only one who says that. I know I'm not the only one because they've made 40 films. You know what I mean? Like, you can't... If they flopped, they wouldn't be making them. Like, the Green Lantern... The Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern film is a flop. That's why you didn't get another one. We're 40 films deep into this, and they redid the universe. So if you haven't felt that it's worth it now, and you don't want to go back and watch all those films, don't. Watch Batman Man of Tomorrow, watch Justice Society, watch this Batman film. These are going to be the three that if you want to kickstart into the new version of this universe, you watch these and you get ready for what's coming because it's going to be worth it. I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it. Mark my words, this new universe they're setting up is going to be even better than the last one. And it has a lot to live up to if you follow those along.